Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. beautiful beautiful people i am just i loving these podcasts and loving having this conversation with you and bringing you the juiciest most interesting people most interesting topics that help us all up level in absolutely all areas of our lives today i bring you a speaker that's like a sister to me and someone that can deliver such quality conversations about our relationships to absolutely transform our lives. So introducing Hillary Foster. Hillary is a licensed marriage and family therapist and for almost two decades she has been helping individuals, couples and families really deal with you know struggling relationships, anxiety and just a lot of the different things that we all experience day in and day out. She is such a fierce woman. Hillary and I met in Fast Foundations Mastermind in Los Angeles. And from the first moment we'd actually come into contact months before that, we just completely fell in love with each other. I trust her. I respect her and I love her. She is right now committing her entire life's work to this, you know, conversation around relationships and helping people in relationships get to a whole different level of understanding and respect because we get so jaded and we forget what it's look like what it looks like to be in a healthy and happy and balanced relationship. So this interview is hands down one of the most intriguing for me personally and interesting right now because I am in the process of really, you know, creating that couple's mastermind, which is so fabulous. And I am, you know, really asked her some of the questions that provoked me and triggered me and also had so many ahas uh, on this on this call. You know, one of them is thinking about why couples need to go to therapy before there are any issues. What? Really? It never even occurred to me, but was so useful, just absolutely transformative. And I hope that it will do the same for you. We talked about the tips for creating a happy and healthy relationship. And also, what are the signs that things are going, you know, array? What are the signs that you are in trouble? Things that we don't even pay attention to. And also, what can we do to actually bring it back to, to normal? Absolutely incredible. And by the way, if you are listening to this and you are in Minneapolis area, you would like to attend a couple's mastermind um, with other incredible power couples in the Twin Cities who want to up-level together and create the most incredible, strong, uplifting, and encouraging and positive relationship, then you absolutely have to DM me or check out the Couples Mastermind on my website. Uh, without further ado, here is one of the most powerful conversations about relationships I have ever had, Hillary Foster. Oh my goodness, Hillary, I am so, 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 so excited. I'm excited for a number of reasons. Our conversation today is so dear to my heart. 
but you are like seriously a soul sister. I started crushing on you months ago when we knew we were going to be in the same mastermind. And I am, and now you're my accountability partner and literally a soul sister. And I just feel so, so blessed. So I am honored to folks to bring you this amazing, glorious human. Not only is she actually a fabulous expert on all things relationships we're really going to dig into, you're just one of the most remarkable and giving humans that I have ever met, which is, it just warms my heart. So thank you for your friendship and thank you for just being this brilliant light into the world, in, in the world. Wow. Thank you so, oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be here and I'm just so honored that we have connected and I agree with you. Like the moment we, how, you know, became in, aligned in our missions and we just like, it just kind of has blossomed and it's been such a, I feel the same about you. You are an amazing, amazing human being and uh, everything about you, I just adore. So uh, I love you, love you, love you. So <laughs> Um, for those of you not following her on social media, please make sure and do right away because um, what really you have done in the last few days is post things that have triggered me in a very good way. Like, oh my God, like I have really, I felt all the feels. You have been writing so much about relationships, the fails, the communication, how people invest more in all the things other than their relationships. So we're really going to dig into that because I think if, you know, if there's a tagline for you these days is like, why investing in your relationship matters, right? So we're going to talk about that, but you have been um, a therapist of a couple relationship and family therapist for close to two decades. How did you get into that work? <laughs> I'm really curious. Just tell us and, and any of the, the, the big takeaways from those two decades. Oh my gosh. I know two decades. That, that went by fast. I can't even believe it myself. Um, yeah, I've always been fascinated by the human mind and, and why we do the things that we do. So that interested me early on. Um, as a young girl, my father was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So I had many interest in just kind of diving into that and uncovering all of that just going through my own personal um you know history with that and wanting to just learn more and more I was just so confused how I a man who I I mean I adored I was just he was such an amazing man just completely transformed into a person that I didn't even recognize so I was um very curious about that and studied uh, psychology undergrad and then just really didn't know what I wanted to do with it as so many of us right <laughs> as we're going along in our journey like okay that was good and then I met a woman who was a therapist and I thought wow I could really dive into this and, and then I went to grad school and the journey began so wow 20 years later <laughs> and it's been a, it's been a wild ride it's been a a great I'm always honored when people allow me to uh, join them in their journey and in a lot of I, they usually come there in a lot of pain so it's 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 my absolute honor to serve it, them. it's a really holy work when when people come to you in a very vulnerable position I think and they're they're really desperate so um, let's focus a little bit on for today's topic on on relationship really couples who, who come to you and they're coming, you know, one of the things that you always say, I give them hope. I give them the resources that they know that they can create positive results in their, in their life. I would love to know the, the patterns because I know after two decades, you must see patterns, right? That are coming up for couples coming to see you in, uh, in, in, 
and what are they working on? What are they struggling with? Oh, so many things. And I think that what I would love for everybody to, to you have one takeaway, and this would be do not wait until it's, it's the last very dire straits moments. And I think a lot of people come as to therapy as a last ditch effort. Like, is this like kind of do or die? And my analogy is um, the same as like, would you take, if I didn't ever change the oil in my car, and I just expected the car, I bought this new car, and I just drove it, and I drove it, and I never did any maintenance along the way, and I never serviced my car, and I never took it in, and then one day I find that the engine blows up, and, and I'm just like ready to trade it in for a new car, so it's similar to that, is that we don't take our relationships, we take everything else in our lives to an expert, I get my taxes done because I don't know how to do it, I get my clothes in to get clean because I'm professionally, um, you know, I have so many things that I take in for service for other people who are experts at that but the one thing that we neglect to take in is our relationship so i find that people come into my office unfortunately in a really desperate situation almost where it's like and why i think people think quote therapy doesn't work is because they've waited so long and so all the resentments has built up the lack of communication just there's just these two people who are living these parallel lives so i mean communication is a huge one intimacy is a huge one um, finances is a big one. Um, so there's definitely things that bring them in. It's typically like we argue too much and it's like, okay, so it's, but it's learning the tools of how to communicate. We're all going to argue. That's just a given. But people look at that as like a negative, um, the, the, oh, my relationship must be bad because we argue. No, we're human. We have our own perspectives. It's just, it's learning the tools on like how to communicate well and effectively and also how to listen, <laughs> right? So true. I mean, I, I, my husband and I always talk about that. Like there's so many, all of those aspects that you mentioned, so integral in how it is that we live a, a healthy and happy marriage. But what you just said on not putting in the work, first of all, marriage is work. Someone told me, oh, if, you, if it's a real thing, it's not supposed to be work. And I'm like, a bull, it's <laughs> a lot of work because it's two different people trying to coexist, which is really, really, uh, I mean, really important. So, well, let me, let me, you, I was going to ask you this later in the, in the process, but I think this is a prime time for it. If they're coming to you when it's really late and they have all, you know, things have already de you know, escalated. What are the some of the warning signs early on that people need to, they don't go to a therapist for it, but it's a sure warning sign that they're headed there. Sure, absolutely. Let's start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to just one thing that you said, um, is that marriages take work and relationships. And I kind of, I want to reframe that in, in a sense, because when we think of work, we think it's hard, we think it's difficult, we think it's challenging, so we want to avoid it. So even if we reframe that into saying, relationships take energy it's a living breathing entity it takes your intention it takes your attention right like like you have to put in i always say you're not gonna like if you don't invest in the bank like you go there one day to make a withdrawal there's nothing there right if you don't put anything in you're not going to get anything out so don't expect to get something out that you're not putting effort towards i think a lot of people when they get to that place is like oh well my partner should know or they should they have expectations but they haven't discuss what those expectations are leading into the marriage, right? We sort of think of it as this magical, you know, thing. I signed that piece of paper. I had the most amazing wedding. It was fabulous. And now you should just know. 
It's like, no, because we are going to change over time. As you know, you've been in a long-term relationship. We evolve, we change our purposes to grow and evolve along the way. And so you need to, you need to, right? We need to pivot and make adjustments just as we do in anything in our life. So going back to your question though, mm -hmm. is um, there's definitely, you know, when people are headed down the wrong road and it's definitely getting to the point where arguing to the point where there's no resolution like you just get let those resentments build up like you have the same kind of arguments over it could be different topics but it's usually underneath it all is a, a need is not being met other i don't feel loved or i don't feel supported or i don't feel respected and so we're arguing over things like you never pick up your clothes or you always leave the dishes in the sink you know mm -hmm. you, which we're really saying is you know something completely different is like i don't feel respected you don't value my time Right. So if we learn how to shift that into a different language in a different way of presenting the information, you will get a definitely a different response. So just frequent arguments with no resolution in sight are, is, a, is a good warning sign. Lack of intimacy, right, where people are like, well, I'm not attracted to you anymore or we argue so much I don't feel connected to you. Of course you're not. <laughs> right? mm, but right? that's you're not huge. To to somebody that you argue all the time, but you it's sort of like flip that on the you know, flip that on its side and say, when I spend time and I connect with my partner, we most likely we're not going to argue about that or we're going to have time where we really bonded in, in with intimacy. And I'm not just talking sex, I'm talking really like deeper connection and, you know, spending time talking and listening to one another. And, you know, whether that's just, you know, looking at each other and exchanging a foot massage, something as simple as that can be a deeper, deeper connection. And we're missing that because we're so busy. So are, and, and then another one where it's your, your, like your finances, that's kind of a, so communication being, but like they call it, um, John Gottman, who's done marriage, um, studies for over 20 years, it's like con contemptuous con um, communication where you're saying things like, I, your feelings don't matter, like mean, sarcastic, um, disrespectful saying really hurtful things that you can't take back like you starting with you whenever you lead with you you're forget it <laughs> forget it that person just was like waiting for their turn to come back at you and say well you this this and this right so it's just i always say it's like a big game of ping pong and nobody's nobody's gonna win okay so frequent arguments that don't have a resolution lack of intimacy and the communication how it is we communicate aggressively and not respectfully with, with one another. You know, it's interesting you're talking about intimacy. Two things that came to mind, uh, you know, I think six years ago, my husband and I went for a date night and the coach that I am like, okay, so what are the most important things in marriage? Let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's trust, respect. And, you know, oh, so I went with, with my big values and it, it was his turn. And he said, number one, sex, number two, sex, number three, sex. <laughs> And I literally, I sat there thinking, I'm like, I didn't know if I should spill the wine in his face or like what to do, but I was so shocked. And he said, listen, if we don't have sex, we don't have time to connect and bond with each other. If we don't have sex, we're not going to be kind and communicative with each other. If you don't have sex, we're, we're just not going to feel close with each other or respectful. And it was, I mean, it was a, definitely a male perspective, but I, like, I understood him. It, it just, um, it, it did something. And Second, what, what popped into my mind, I was listening to NPR the other day, and they said that uh, the newest study is saying that Americans have never had less sex 
And it's because they're spending most of their time on the phone or watching Game of Thrones because there's, there's so much <laughs> entertainment out there. That's the reason why people are not having sex. Have you, have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Sadly, I do notice that quite frequently, the, the lack of intimacy in the relationships. When I ask that question, they're like, when was the last time you had sex? And it was like, could be months, like months, even, I've even had people say years, right? And so how can you have a relationship where there's no intimacy? And yes, that is a male perspective, sex, 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 right? But, and we women, then we have this visceral reaction, like, oh, you just want me to have sex. But it's like, no, that's how men connect and how women connect too. And if you, you know, if there's ladies out there that, and I know, I, I know there's plenty of them because they end up in my office where you don't feel comfortable and you don't know, know what pleases you in order to have an enjoyable sex life, then that's something you need to look at on your own, right? So a lot of people, whether you've had trauma in your history or whether you just think like you, you know, you wanted a lot of women will say, because that's where women's power is, right? So we're like, well, I won't have sex with you, which is such a, like, a, a, a really you know, disconnected way of thinking where you're like, I'm going to shut you out in this one really very important part of our relationship in order to get what I want. So it's very passive aggressive and you're really doing a disservice to the whole entire relationship. So intimacy is a big part of it. But again, intimacy isn't always sex. It could mm -hmm. be, uh, it could be a massage. It could be just, you know, cuddling. It could be holding each other and definitely just getting your needs met. So there's many other ways to connect. So when it's just like, oh, well, you know, sex and you just want sex. So then it's over. And I don't, I'm not really, oh, I have so many things to do. And I'm thinking about the dishes, like set the intention that this is a very sacred space in your relationship that needs to be tended to. That's so, that, that's so brilliant. I mean, you're, you're, you're really schooling me today. You're, <laughs> you're just really, uh, I think the way you, you know, you know, rephrase it's not work, it's energy. Um, and a lot of these different things and setting that energy to work on thing, things. But um, the thought, I just had an aha moment. The reason why some women or men may not have sex is because of trauma or not feeling comfortable. Like it never even occurred to me. Like it's not about even about their partner. It's about the things that they're holding inside. I mean, I literally just had an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. There's a lot of deep trauma. And I think unfortunately two people will you know, we kind of push it off to the side and think like it's not going to resurface later on down in our life. But this is what relationships do. They trigger our deepest wounds. They are a mirror for us. And so if intimacy and so you've had sexual trauma in your past or you've had any kind of like critic trauma in your past, it's going to manifest itself in your relationship. And that is not a bad thing. It's really an opportunity for healing. If you have two people and if you're saying to your partner, like, this is really hard for me. I'm really uncomfortable. I need to go slow or I need to figure out, you know, how to please myself in order to share that, how I can, you can please me. It might just be something as simple as holding a safe space for that person because maybe they just sort of like grinned and bear it while they're in the dating phase of the relationship, like pretending like, oh my God, yes, I love that, right? Because we want to be who we want our partners to see us as and, and thinking like, I'll, I'll be all the things for this guy, but I really don't enjoy it. And then, right. So when you get to the relationship, you're thinking like, oh no, no big deal. That's not an important part of the relationship, but it really is. And it's an important part for ourselves. We're, you know, we're, 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 we're women need it just as much as men do. And we sort of disconnect from that because of a lot of different things. But That's so powerful. I mean, literally like I, I am, I am, um, 
I'm I always want to go back and re-listen and like take a double note, which I'm so excited about. So, um, I mean, you have, I, you and I have talked, you have successfully taken people from really troublesome relationships into, you know, go back into that, those partnership, loving partnerships. So um, after that transition, what do you observe are components of a happy and a healthy relationship? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So I think a big a big factor in, in a healthy long-term relationship is definitely like a growth mindset on for both parties, right? It's really hard when one person decides that like they want to grow and work on themselves. And that should be something that's a really like non-negotiable if you're just out there and you're you're in a relationship or you're starting a relationship and you want to be with somebody who who really has the, the ability to say like I, I want to evolve I want to be the best version of myself how can I you know show up every day doing that not just somebody who's like kind of same thing where we're just this is it and I'm good <laughs> mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's also having fun together oh my gosh we were like we forget to have fun together we dated you know you're out there and you're like let's do this and let's do this and sure lives get busy and I know people have challenges because that's what they come in um you know oftentimes they just don't have time for each other and it doesn't have to be a lot of time you can have those like micro moments throughout the day where you connect whether that's sending sweet funny sexy texts throughout the day or 15 minutes where you just literally every day you're like let's come home let's have a face-to-face -face, let's in a hug a greeting right again being intentional with your energy towards your partner um also like i said going back to fun i have a i often will recommend to my because date nights right we get boring like where are we gonna go we go to the same restaurants we say the same things we talk about the kids so doing activities that get you out of your comfort zone like do something different together like i always say you know, do like take up a, a sport you wouldn't normally like. Let's we'll just take golf because our dear friend Christina, <laughs> Tiger Woods, is <laughs> and, uh, you know, the master. So like something that, that makes you kind of out of your own comfort zone that you can kind of be um, have an activity to do get together that will require both of you to grow, right? Um, so what I'll do for date nights, I'll tell my clients to get a little jar and each of you write like five to ten things that you want to do that you know your partner probably maybe doesn't, but they'll do it anyways. Nothing, you know, don't get too crazy, but just real simple, like go on a picnic, go on a bike ride, um, go, you know, do so, like something not the normal, go to the movies, go to dinner, do something that, that is different and fun, right? Because we need to have fun. We need to play and we forget to do that in our relationship. So um, similar, like financial uh, values are very important for, to a determinant of a long-term relationship. So really being on the same page financially is so, so important. So have that difficult conversation. Even, you know, even if you've been married a long time, but like if somebody's a spender and somebody's a saver, it's really difficult to you know, negotiate some of those. So invest in, uh, in time dating each other and educating each other and, and leveling up together. Um, yeah. So what happens, I right now know a friend where she's going through massive growth and she's investing in herself and she wants a better and bolder life and she's getting so much resistance from her partner where he's just, everything is fine. There are no problems, right? And she's really frustrated because she's pouring so much time and effort into this and she's like, what do I do? I love him, but it's like, I don't feel supported. So what, what would your recommendation be? So, 
you know, really honor that, that he's not ready for that and, and creating that and say, I know that maybe my growth scares you. And this is like creating some anxiety probably for him in the relationship. Like you're going to grow and you're going to meet all these different people and you're going to leave me or whatever that is. So talk about that. Talk about like, how does my growth instead of like, oh, I want you to come with me. It's like, what scares you about that? Or what, 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 I know you're comfortable, but what do you see? Right. So going back to my post today, which was about creating a relationship vision for yourself. So maybe they need to renegotiate the values that they have in the relationship. Where do they see it going? What would you like to, you know, we always do that. Let's write our one year, five year, 10 year goal plans for, for our businesses, for ourselves, but we don't do that for our relationships. And it's so crazy, right? We just think it's just going to kind of like happen in a vacuum and just, we're going to go, we got, we're just going to go along and it's going to be great because we love each other. Well, that doesn't happen. We need to put, again, put the energy into it. So maybe she needs to have a conversation like maybe this really scares you and I can see that. So how do I need to, how can she support him through that? Right. Like yeah. I love you and I want you instead of like, you're not support, you're not doing this for me. Right. We're all very much me oriented in a relationship, not in the beginning. Right. We're all, so, you know, the other person centered, it's like, Oh yeah, I like to do that. Oh, I want to do that with you, but really we don't. <laughs> and then later on, we find out that those differences are really things that, that um, you know, cause stress in the relationship. Huge. I mean, huge and create a, a big, big discord. And I can, yeah, and it is, I mean, an acknowledgement that this, sometimes this can be really hard, not just because it's a business and it's like, I can figure it out but because there is so much of us emotionally that sure. we're involved in. And that's like, that comes with a whole different a whole different baggage. Um, you know, I recently started a mastermind for couples and what was really brilliant, the whole premise is about taking the time to invest in each other. Mm. What was so brilliant, so brilliant, what everyone said is that they have never ever, and they go on date nights and they have fun. They've never sat down and created their vision because the, the, the uh, theme of the night to create the visions of the relationship together. So when you posted that thing today, I was like, oh my God, we are so insane. <laughs> I love that. I so love it was that. really beautiful. So this is really, we're going to, this ties into something you're working on, which I am so excited about that. I know this audience will just be so over the moon with. We're going to get back into that. I want to ask you if, do you think, so we all know that divorce rate in the United States is what, 50% if not higher now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be different places that may be higher. In California, I think it's higher. Oh, wow. So do you think that some people are just like, they change and they really shouldn't be together? Or do you think that the, actually that could be significantly lower if we actually put in the work into, our, put in energy <laughs> into our relationship? Oh, absolutely. I think so early on, if you set the stage and then that's something that's like a non-negotiable that we, we either go to therapy for maintenance or we definitely like, you know, having therapy in the beginning, discussing those hard topics because things are hard to talk about, right? Like we have so much fear around and so much shame around our stuff. You have to know what your core wounds are. You've had, you have to do your own work. If you're going to have any type of successful relationship, I'm here to tell you, you, you've got to do some internal deep dive work on yourself because what happens is when those things that our partner says is a reflection, like, you know, hit us in our, you know, that, that place where you're like, Oh, that really stung. Normally what we do is we lash out and we project our anger or, or resentment or hurt onto somebody else. And then that's where the cycle continues. Instead of you can say, you know what, when you said that to me, it really, it really made me feel 
this way. Like I had a reaction to it. Maybe that wasn't your intention, but I really had this reaction. And now then it's like, how can your partner support you through it? So if you have those skills early on and you learn the language around how to speak to your partner, as opposed to like, you did this and you did that, right? Like to have maintenance along the way, take your, take your relationship just like you do your car and for service, right? It's okay. I don't know why there's so much shame around going to therapy because it, it's not that we're crazy. We can't see ourselves, right? What is that quote? Like the, we can't see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. Even I need to do that because I need to have somebody reflect back to me. How am I behaving? What is this about me that um, is, you know, causing that rela- relationship to like, uh, you know, look in some different way because I can't, we only have our perspective, right? It's my story that I'm projecting out into the world. And so I'm getting it mirrored back to me. And everybody needs somebody to kind of hold up and say, hmm, hey, maybe, wait a minute, maybe it could be this, right? It's just an opportunity to look at things. And it's scary for a lot of people, and I get it. But it's it's a beautiful experience. And if you don't have that in your life, you need to get it. So that's brilliant because I have never gone to therapy, especially for couples therapy, never even occurred to me. Right. So uh-huh. this is really brilliant. I'm telling you, you're, you're busting so many myths for me today and like having me... <laughs> This is why I love these conversations so much, because if I'm having these aha moments, I know people who are listening are going to feel the same. It's like, wow, I could actually go to see a therapist, even though there's nothing wrong per se, but it's part of that growth mindset. There's something that we could work on. That's brilliant. And then um, what you just mentioned, I want to highlight it, the I statement versus you did this strong you know, when you said, I felt really bad when you felt that. So really making it about how you felt and the impact. Well, I learned that and to really utilize it in my relationship, it, it de-escalated everything. I think our relationship changed because That's of it. True. So thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, so, no, That's a, I mean, it's a, it's a very simple tool. It, you know, it's, in the, it, there's, it, like, you can look at it. There's, I mean, I can, I have, exercises to be I could send or anybody DM me that's fine um but there it's called mirroring so when you mirror the person what they've said back to you and then you're like I felt this way when you did that so it, it feels like it takes the you know that the that projection off where you're like owning it and you're like well getting upset about it because it's like you just I when you did that thing it made me feel bad and so in order to not feel bad, maybe you can do that thing. Just very simply breaking it down. But it's all about just right reflective listening. And that way you're not going to go right for your own, I always say arguing for your limits, right? We're like mm. we're like lawyers in, in, the, <laughs> in a courtroom. And we're just basically arguing our points where it doesn't really matter because you're both right. That's how you see it. But if you can have understanding, you're like, wow, I could really see how you would feel that way given what I did. And I, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I didn't want you to feel that way. So what can I do, you know, the next time in order to not have, cause we don't want our partners to feel bad. Right. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, no, never. But it's just so, it's really, truly brilliant. And I think the, another point that you mentioned about working on ourselves independently of just our, mm-hmm. our couple, because really understanding it's, you know, it takes two to tango. Right. And I know for myself, whenever, whenever I escalate or I'm disrespectful mm-hmm. with my husband, yes, mm-hmm. I do that. Everyone does. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> but oh, then yeah. I, I learned, like, I feel like real guilt. And I say, wow, mm-hmm. that was really unasked for. I did that because I wanted a reaction. 
Sure. And what part of me was doing that? What part of me, what was I trying to feed within myself? Was it power? You know, all of those. So I've mm-hmm. been working so much on myself on how I talk to myself and my husband because we don't have a lot of time. We have two small kids and life is busy. Yeah. And I think the kinder we have gotten with each other, the just more productive relationship was in, in a, mm. all, all together. Absolutely. So beautiful. a couple of points I wanted just before you. Yes. Um, that is so true because how we speak to our partners is very important, right? Mm. But also how we look at our partners is very important because when we get in those mindsets of like, I'm angry or I'm upset because you did this or you didn't do this or whatever, I'm displeased. We tend to focus on the negative, And as you know, we're going to get reflected back whatever we think about. So when we, we have a tendency after time goes by and the shininess wears off of our relationship and the newness is we're we're always going to pick out somebody's flaws. Right? So we're going to focus on the flaws and the neg- and negative aspects, and then that's what's going to be drawn to us and be really, you know, highlighted. So when you're feeling something way to your partner, or you're feeling angry, you're feeling really focus on just flipping that script and saying like, what am I grateful for? What can I really focus? Like my partner does these things really well. These things I love about my partner, and maybe these are the things that they can work on. And, and also, why does that trigger me? Why does that bother me? And I need to be able to speak up and say my truth and speak my voice, but it, but focus on the good things as well. And I, and I said this in a, another talk that I did, and I share this with my clients all the, all the time, is behavior way into feeling different because our thoughts control our feelings, right? So it's like if I'm thinking my partner is a jerk, my feelings are going to be that way towards him. So I always do the action and then wait for the feeling to catch up with it, right? So, so maybe if you're upset, give your partner a hug and just be like, even if you don't want to, and then those feelings like will evoke, right? So that will bring you to a different place and not necessarily right away. But if we start behaving our way into feeling different, you can really change that, right? So you're, it's not like, oh, my partner's horrible. It's like, wow, he does a lot of good things for me or she does a lot of wonderful things. It's just these little things that I, if we tend to focus on that, that's what will be magnified. That is, that, that is brilliant because that's for everything in life. Like I just, uh, right. you, you're brilliant. Oh, well, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, it's like same thing like with kids, right? Catch them being good. We're always being like, don't do this. Don't do that. Like, what are they doing good, right? You want to focus on that because we want it magnified. We all want to please people, right? Like that's inherently our, hopefully, unless you're a narcissist, but and that's a whole nother topic. But if, you know, inherently we want to be good, right? We want to please whether it's our partner or another person. So it's like catch them being good and that feels good. It's like, God, I really loved it when you, you know, came home and the dishes were done today. It could be something simple, but make sure you're, you're being thankful and grateful for what they do. Thank you so much for getting takeout tonight. I really didn't feel like cooking, you know, going above and beyond where your partner feels like appreciated, right? Because when we feel appreciated, especially women, don't we go above and beyond? We're like, Oh, I'll do, yeah, whatever. I'll do all the things for you. Right. But we feel appreciated. So, make sure so, you're- so true. So, so, so true. So another thing that came up that, that, uh, uh, from I have I have um, a question about someone that I know is in a marriage right now, and uh, they haven't been intimate for a very long time, and they are both extremely unhappy and holding mm-hmm. on to what has happened in the past. I don't know exactly what has happened, sure. but I I have like there was some kind of a trauma or betrayal or something like that, mm-hmm. and and my question was like well either like go with the therapy for God's sake, like ASAP schedule something or, or just go separate ways. And the answer was like, Oh, we'd never do that. Mm. 
So they're willing to stay because they have small children. What is, I would love for you, without knowing all the details, how would you approach that relationship? Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one. And I, a lot of people find themselves in and staying for the children. And I, and even as a therapist, I don't believe that that's always the right thing to do, especially if you're going to be miserable and Mm. you're going to, you're going to, those, your kids are going to pick up on that misery. So that's not really doing them a disservice. That's not, that's like an old myth that like, oh, divorce, like divorce isn't good. Obviously it has an impact, but also staying together for the wrong reasons has a greater impact on the kids as well, right? Because they're going to feel that energy of like my parents never, they weren't loving they never talked to each other they argued a lot so that that is also causing an impact so i would definitely be mindful of that if you don't think you could forgive your partner for whatever they did then that might be an indicator like if you're going to stay in it and just be unhappy that is no way to live your life absolutely and if you think that there's i would do some like last i would go on like a like an immersion like couples retreat or like do something like where you're like i need to get in there and like excise that tumor and pull it out and then hopefully get something don't be afraid of like going in there right we're all sort of like no i don't want to i don't want to look at that that's scary i don't want to bring up all that stuff but on a daily basis you're just you know, chipping away and adding that pile is getting bigger and bigger and it affects everything you do in your life. It's not just your relationship. That is going to reverberate around your parenting, your job, your friendships, your physical health, right? So be intentional. Again, see, like, go for it. Just either say, I'm going to do this last ditch thing. I'm going to sign up for, um, you know, a couple's, a couple's workshop even. It doesn't even have to be something you know, or, or go to couples therapy and start the process, but don't be afraid to just like, right. It's like people who are like, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to find out what's wrong with me. Mm. That is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, how can we not, right. How can we not heal? How can we not get a diet? If we don't have a diagnosis, there's, there's no going to be no treatment plan. It's so interesting that we do that a lot. Just like, you know, can't see, can't hear, um, and we it's really fascinating. Yeah, that was a really valuable advice. And I bet you that there are going to be people who are listening to that, who are literally finding themselves in this situation, because I think the work that you do is holy, because I think family is integral. And, you know, some people are just not meant to stay together. And they're better, actually, you know, Absolutely. on their own. We need, to, we need to own that. I mean, that is, that is very true. And I think we have this old paradigm in, you know, that we've created from marriage. And, and I really think that our whole system needs to be revamped, to be honest with you. And I'm definitely going to be somebody who is working on that, where these the way that we look at relationships, right? We stay together because, you know, a lot of people will even celebrate. And that's great if you've been together 50 years, like, but there's a lot of codependency, right? And that was mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to bring up, that a good relationship allows your partner to be interdependent, like have a life outside of the relationship because not one person can meet all our needs. You need to have friendships. You need to have support. You need to have those things in place because you're going to need it, right? So it's like we used to live in communities and tribal communities, right, where the grandmother and the mother and the daughter and everybody passed down information and we all work together, but we don't have that because we live in these societies that are so separate. So please create your own communities. Join a mastermind like Yasna's. Get out there and get with people who are like-minded who will help you grow and expand. Your partner doesn't want to join you then do the work yourself and then decide if this is something that you want to continue because you are impacting your children regardless if you're if you're if you stay together or not it's it's divorce isn't the worst thing in the world i will tell you that i've been through one myself it's not great but it's not the worst thing in the world 
It's so true. I, I'm telling you, I do these interviews often and, and you and I know each other and you, you will hear so much after this, this call, but I'm hearing you talk right now and I've literally had million aha moments today. Literally, I think one of the most important I, I, holy work that you're doing and, and saving because I think it's such a foundation for a healthy individuals, not just entities, but really, really individuals. So Hillary, what are the things that I'm not asking about relationships from your experience? Anything that would be really useful that I haven't asked? You know, I don't know what I don't know. Right. Yes. I'm, that's what that goes for all of us. Sure. Um, yeah, let's see. What's going back on what we were talking about is just recognizing that, that relationships, yeah, they're like a living, breathing entity and you need to put pour into it just as much as you want to receive out of it, right? So what do you ask yourself? What am I giving? And one thing you can do with your partner is just starting little rituals like, how can I support you today? How can you feel loved today by me? Little simple things. And even if you're in the worst place in your relationship, there's like, a, you know, it was, um, you know, it's springtime and all the flowers are blooming and I love it. And sometimes like those plants that die and you think you're going to throw them out. And then like there's this little sprout that comes up, right? This little seedling that's been buried deep and down there. So you have everything inside of you to create the life and the relationship that you want. So, but you have to put intentional energy towards it. You can't just expect it's going to be a magic bullet. I said, I love you. We love each other. Love is a beautiful, wonderful thing. And in every language in the world, except for the English language, it has so many different meanings, but we hang our hats on, we love each other. If you're being abused in your relationship, if there is addiction, if there's chronic infidelity, these are signs that, and if you're not being treated well and respected, these are signs and it's okay. And it, it's okay to leave if you need to, right? It's not the worst thing in the world, I promise you. You mm -hmm. will get through it. And if you need help, reach out. Do not be afraid to ask for help. It is does not mean that you are crazy, less than incapable. We all need guidance in this journey. Get, you know, join a group, join something, get it in front of people that create you, you know, create that space where you can feel safe to talk about these really difficult to topics. They are hard to talk about. I totally get it. And I honor anybody who's willing to step up and, and do the work. They are. So I never asked you, do you see people on FaceTime these days or is it still face to face? Or, or um, both of my clients are in my office here and I am working on, yeah, definitely there's, t there's what they call telehealth. And so I'm sort of moving into my, like, right, like with my, my upcoming projects, I'm, I'm moving more into kind of doing group coaching and online coaching and things where I will be able to reach more people because I think it's, you know, I live in like a little corner of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the I'm, most beautiful you know, corner. We have, this, we have this great opportunity where we can talk to people now, like on the other side of the world. So it's beautiful. So. So that's incredible. And I think that everyone who's listening to this and resonating, resonating with you in any way should come out and find you. There will be links under this, on the side of this, above this, depending on what <laughs> platform it's on. But find her on Instagram, follow her because she's dropping truth bombs and incredible valuable resources. But what I'm most excited about, Hillary, and I, I've, I'm, I see and watch your passion weekly on this, is this course that you are creating. Please, will you tell us about it? Because I think it's going to change millions of lives. 
oh my gosh, I, that is my intention, that is my hope. Um, I created a, a 21 day relationship workbook. So I'm creating a course based around that as well as the 21 days, like how you can be, again, intentional and pour into your relationship and, and, and guiding you every step of the way. So then I'm gonna, my plan is then to launch a course around that as well so people can do it and do it in real time with other people. Because I, I think when we get in the rooms with people, especially women, we're so much more, as, as soon as we give each other permission, like it's okay, I, I know I've been there too. And, and you know, this is hard, but I've got you. We're always so afraid to, you know, reveal our Achilles wounds and our and express ourselves and be vulnerable. But the healing is so magical um, when you when you do that. So I'm really creating something around um, building relationships and also for people who have gone through toxic relationships as well. Um, you know, I'm just about to like sharing more of my own personal story. Um, going through a divorce as a therapist, right? That's always like, what? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, you don't have it figured out. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? I didn't do a lot of this work that I'm talking about, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I, I was a therapist early on when I got married, and I was very naive. I thought, you know, I, oh, I'm going to save the world, but I couldn't save myself, and I needed help as well. So I really, if I can, you know, save a couple people from going through those or making those decisions, um, and really being conscious of our part, who we pick as a partner, that is such an, I think we subconsciously, we do, we're drawn to people who we need to do the work, and that's really important, but we can also be, when we do this work, we can, I want a conscious partner, right, I want somebody with a, the same, similar mindset to me, not just because I need to, like, check the box, and I got married, and I had kids, and, you know, I'm just doing sort of these things that we've all been conditioned to believe are the steps to adulthood, right? Like when I've done this and then I get this job and then I get married and then I have kids and it's like, in all of that, they're all wonderful things in and of themselves, but they don't bring you happiness. It's not a thing. It's not a job. It's not a relationship. It's not a car. It's not a house. Mm. It all comes from this internal work and we need to do the work. And when we partner with people who are willing to do the work, oh my gosh, the world will be a different place. We will have, we will change the the lineage for our children that you know it, it this is wired in our dna we can change the way the world is like we could literally flip the divorce rate around because we're actually being intentional with who we should pick as a partner so 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 powerful i mean beyond powerful so when does the course launch well it is being created as, as we speak well not as we speak but it, it's in the process of working on it so my hope is that will be ready by the summer in July. So that why we'll keep you posted. You'll you'll be the first to know. <laughs> well, where can people find you, follow you, interact with you, and just like really fall in love with you like I have? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um on Instagram it's Hillary Foster underscore MFT. And then also Hillary Foster MFT on Facebook. So yeah, shoot me a DM. Like I'm happy to answer questions. I'm like I'm in there, I'm interacting, I'm I'm open to um, I know it's scary, so I totally respect that. And if you're willing to reach out, I will always honor each person that connects with me because I know that that's the, taking that step is very difficult. So um, wow. yeah, find me and let's connect. I'm happy to be of service. Do you, I mean, folks, do you see how brilliant <laughs> giving and loving she is? I told you at the beginning of this, you're one of the most <laughs> giving people in the world and uh, in the world. And this is, this is precisely why. I, this is by far what, not just because you're a dear friend and I love you to death. This has been one of my favorite interviews ever. Oh so gosh. like, really, I truly mean this. And you know, you, you know, I say really what I mean all the time, <laughs> yes, <laughs> whether right. it's good or bad. <laughs> That's true. 
I cannot thank you enough for this because I truly know in my heart's heart that it's going to make an impact in so many um, a couple. So thank you so, so, so much. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure and honor to be anything that you're doing. I'm happy to be a part of, and I'm, and I'm so grateful to you as well. I adore you. I love I, you. You're the so. I love you. Bye, right. dear. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.